0: From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM.
1: This is Inside Sports. Mamla, the first South African to get three hundred in a Test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the news. It's a really good ball. It's Shabalala. Inside the updates. Say Kalesi in South Africa, a Rugby World Cup, Kings in Japan!
0: Inside Sport. Just gone seven minutes past eight. Asalaamu Alaikum and a very good evening. You're listening to Inside Sport exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh. My tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking cricket tonight. My guest is the former Western Province all rounder, Ismail Miley Bihadin. But before I chat to uh, Miley, let's catch up with the latest news coming through. Of course, it's the final day of the U.S. Masters. I can tell you, Dustin Johnson is in the lead there on 17 under. Through uh, nine holes. Cameron Smith is a second there on a 15 under. Great day for Lewis Hamilton. He won the Turkish Grand Prix earlier today, also clinching a seventh world championship to equal Michael Schumacher's record. And Italy's Franco Morbidelli uh, won the Valencia Grand Prix, while a Spaniard Joan Mir won the championship uh, after finishing a seventh. Their SS Brad Binder finished fifth in that race. Time now to say Aslam Alaikum to Miley Biadin. Thanks for joining me tonight on Voice of the Cape.
1: And all our hundreds and thousands of listeners up there. Before we start, I think it will only be appropriate to thank the Almighty for granting us to be here tonight. We've lost so many friends and family throughout this COVID-19, and we pray and we make dua and we ask the Almighty to forgive them all their sins and those who are sick to grant them shifa, inshallah.
0: I mean, I mean. Now, you can join the conversation as well. You can call 21 442 or WhatsApp our new number. You should know by now. It's 829 913, 913 for any comments or questions. So, uh, Miley, let's start off with your early days. Where did you grow up and was cricket your original sport of choice?
1: Yeah, Feroz. Um, I was born in Clemon, in Frederick Road, Clemon. Um, my late pair, um, father, Aditali Biardin. They were from Claremont, so the first, my first year I was we stayed in Claremont and then after that first year um, my mother's mother said, no we need to move back to Stellenbosch. So that is where it all started for me. We stayed in Stellenbosch until I was oh, 26, 27, then we moved back to Cape Town again. So that was quite a distance to the so Cape. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're asking me about where it all started. Um, These youngsters of today, they like to speak about peer pressure and that. Uh. My father's father played provincial cricket. My mother's father played provincial cricket. (laughs) My father played provincial cricket. His brother played provincial cricket. My late dad played SA Malay 11. My mother's brother, Salamuddin Razid, played Sekhbi cricket. So, I mean, if that's not that <laughs> pressure, then I don't know what pressure is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, absolutely. And then auto, automatically you had to go into that uh,
1: yeah. uh,
0: field as well. So was it just only cricket or did you play any other sport as
1: well? Yeah, Obviously, at school, you, you're looking at all the sports just to get out of class. Yeah. So it's rugby, cricket, soccer, hockey, anything else. Until I think grade seven, eight, we des- I decided, okay, cricket will be it. I made the Western Province under-16 team. Then, obviously, the province uh, Nuffield, what we call Nuffield nowadays, mm. and the uh, South African schools team, 82 and 83, and then from there, obviously, the province teams. Now, by the way, which school did you go to? Um, I attended um, Lukov Senior Secondary in Stellenbosch. Okay. And you were an all-rounder,
0: obviously, left-hand bat, left-arm bowler, or I believe, left-arm spin. So so what was your strength as a spinner?
1: Obviously, as a spinner, one would also look at the conditions and you need to get your your fielders in the right positions. And then if you know this guy is an attacking player, you would really toss it up to him and you really challenge him to try and hit you over the boundary. And that's where you pick up your wickets.
0: Were you a big turner of the ball or was just you relied on, on flight and variations? Flight and guile in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And in terms of batting, were you an attacking batsman or copybook uh, uh, type of batsman?
1: I think looking back, um, Feroz, um, one would say um, if only I had known better, I would have been more circumspect when I went into bat. But because I, almost every second wall, I wanted to hit a boundary. <laughs> and I had many arguments with my late uncle because I would tell him I scored 70. And I hit 10 falls. And he would tell me that's not cricket. You need to run, you take ones yeah. and twos. Uh. Um, just on, on, on him, um, Salamuddin Razid, he played obviously for South Africa. My, his father, my grandfather, highest score in Stellenbosch, still up until today a record, 274. Wow. So on this specific day, my uncle, he was on 270, two, sorry, 269. And he wanted to eat a six, 275. I'm now the best in Stellenbosch. Uh. He got caught on the boundary. Coming home, my mother relayed this to me. They sat at the table for supper, and my, uh, my grandfather asked him, "Salam, what did you score today? Uh, him being very proud of his 269, he said, 269, Dad. So how did you come out? Caught on the boundary. His father told him, you're useless. <laughs> you can't go out tonight, you stay at home. And he scored 269. Wow,
0: okay. So you just missed the record by a couple, but yeah. (laughs) Now I believe you are United Cricket Club man. Was it always United Cricket Club?
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, there's another story there. Because I come from, my mother's from Stalamos, and then um, my father passed away in 83, but by then United had been like 12 years old already in existence. My late dad was the first captain of the first team of United, which was started in 1976. And then um, my father passed away in September 83. I told my mother, okay, I'm going to play in Cape Town now, no longer in Salambos. But then, I'd been playing three years first team already for Excelsior Cricket Club in Salambos. And then, because Salambos is like a small town, they had 10 clubs and they would select a team to play against the Western Province mm-hmm. Board Team. And we call it a Board Team, Salambos Board Team. And because I got frustrated, because you, you come to a guy, say if Rose is playing in the first team for Stalamos. You pick him up, he says, no, he's not going to play. Mm. Very frustrating. Yeah. So I said to my mother, okay, I'm going to play in Cape Town. Then she said to me, okay, you're not going to your dad's team first, you're going to my team, which is Bluebells cricket club. Okay. <laughs> because he's <laughs> related to the fa- families from Bluebells cricket club. I went to Bluebells, I played first team there, one season only, and then from there moved on to United cricket club, 1985. And the very next year I made my debut in the Province B team and the Province Unity. team.
0: So, so what did mom say when you, you, you <laughs> said you're leaving Bluebells and joining United Cricket yeah,
1: Club? I, I told her I, I paid my dues, I told her uh, I'm going to play a well, season for Bluebells and that's it.
0: So, so where was United based? And we want to hear some of your memories before we talk about provincial cricket about your
1: United days. Oh, us, there's lots and lots of memories. <laughs> um, United, obviously, still up until today, is still based at Greenpoint Track, out, obviously, in Greenpoint. Um, from the start, it was very challenging for me. Like I said, my father was the first captain of United's first team, so there was a lot of pressure on me to perform. And when you walk out there, it's always that expectation that, can you play like his dad? Can you mm. play like his uncle? Can you play like his father? Um, and then I always remember what my mother used to tell me. Uh, Just go out there and express yourself. And that is what I did. When it was for me, for my turn to bowl, I would bowl and take my wickets. Or not couldn't go for many runs. And coming to batting, um, I think you had Nazim White here yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I can recall we played Montrose one day. I scored, um, I was on 96 or 97, something like that. And Amin Jabbar threw the ball up to me and I went down the wicket. I missed the ball completely. And Nazim, wicket keeper from Wanderers, yeah. he stumped me. and obviously he gave me a send off. <laughs> I walked off, and as I walked off, I turned back and I said, I'll get you back. Uh. So when they, their turn came to bat, he's also a 97, he's a cover driver, brilliant, brilliant cover driver. Uh. As I ran up, the, the Greenpoint track was still gravel around the grass. I dived full stretch, full length out picked the ball up from the gravel, threw it in the keeper's hand, and he was out, run out. Wow. So I'm standing there in front of the Montreal supporters at the track, and I'm waiting for him to come down. Uh. As he walks past me, I told him, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so what was the rivalry like? You know, Nazim sp- uh, spoke a little bit about that. Obviously, he was a Montrose guy. You, from a United perspective, uh, you had Montrose, Primrose. Yeah. Um, I can't get the other names, Victoria. Uh, Ottomans. Ottomans. Was, was so what was the rivalry like between these teams? And, you know, obviously uh, a lot of them would, you would have played together with in the province team yeah. as well. But when it came to club cricket, what was the rivalry like?
1: Yeah, I think that, that was the amazing part of it, man. When you played, for, I played for United and Nazim for Primrose, I mean, for Montrose and Faik David for Primrose. But when we played against each other, I didn't know them, they didn't know me and because this is a family show I can't say what happened <laughs> on the field <laughs> but really there was no friend is when you step over that line there's no friend mm. either my team wins or you're gonna win so when it came to that and then tuesday night i practiced with the club at the greenpoint track wednesday night i must go to Rosmi to practice with the province team then we practice with faik and with nazim yeah. again then we friends again saturday we're finishing off the sec- the second day of the of the two-day game And then we're enemies again. But it never became personal. And I think um, this is maybe something where our coaches of today should speak to our youngsters. Mm. They take it very personal. It doesn't stop on the field. It goes beyond and beyond. and, And I think it needs to stop there. I've remained friends with everybody I've played with and against over the years. So I'm actually very really happy about that.
0: No, absolutely, you're 100 percent correct. That's where it stopped because on the field it's a battle, it's a battle out there. But once you step across the boundary, then that's mm. over. You leave it behind, you know. And then you, you, as you say, you guys are friends, which is a brilliant thing. Uh, in terms of the league titles and stuff like that, who was the dominant uh, teams from in terms of club cricket?
1: Obviously, club cricket.
0: Um, or was it like a shared thing, you know, <laughs> Montrose, Primrose, United, yeah, Ottomans, um, uh, uh, which
1: teams? It, it, it's always uh, Montrose, Ottoma, Montrose United, Primrose and then later on Ottomans as well. Yeah. Mm. But for the, the most of the time, it was United and Montrose. Okay. Everybody very competitive, uh, obviously with Montrose fielding, probably seven or eight players that played provincial cricket in their first So game. they had a really strong they team. They had a very strong team. I just want to relate this to you. We played at um, the old Rocklands A. We played against Montrose. They had Adnan, Mayer the opening bowler, Vincent Barnes, Dalton Miller, Reggie February, Amin Zabar. It's like
0: the province attack already.
1: Oh, completely attack yeah. of a run. So we were like 40 for two or for three, and Masao and Faik had a wicket. So we batted the whole day that day, and they couldn't believe it. They had taken like three wickets for no runs, and then Masao and Faik just bogged down, and we said, we're not going to come out. I think we ended up with 70-odd, and Masaw was 70-odd. But that was just because it was Montrose. The competitiveness uh. changed. When you step over that line and you're playing against Montrose or Primrose. things change dramatically.
0: Fantastic. We're chatting to uh, Miley Bihadin, the uh, former Western Province All Rounder. We're going to take a quick ad break now. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. This is Insights Sports. Alaikum. Just gone 23 minutes past 8. My guest tonight is the former Western Province All Rounder, Ismail Miley Bihadin. Uh, Miley, now let's talk about your provincial. Memories now. Uh, I want to ask you before we get into uh, the discussion can you remember when you made your debut for Province? Um,
1: 1985. I'm not sure about the date now, but it was 1985, (laughs) Feroz. I'm waiting for you to finish before. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was actually selected to be 12 man for that game against Transvaal Mm. at Greenpoint Track. I can still remember up until today, um, the then president of Western Province, Mr. Sabotka, he fetched me from the late uh, Muhammad Sambo's house in Kent Road, Weinberg. I got into his car with just a tracksuit and my white in a bag, small bag, uh. because I'm 12 men, and spikes, no kit, nothing. And he still asked me, Miley, you're not taking your kit? I said, no, I'm 12 men. So as we got to the field, we started doing warm-ups. The one um, batter was Drew. And then um, our manager at that time was um, Lefty Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to me, he said, Miley, are you playing. I still said, no, I wanted to argue with him. He said, no, you're playing. I, I told him, but I don't have Peter. He said, don't worry, I'll organize it <laughs> for you. Anyway, I, um, fortunately for us, we won the toss, and we went to field. In the wall team was Harun Logat, um, Vincent, Vincent Barnes, Bani Muhammad. Jack Manak, mm. Hussein Manak, and yeah, I'm making my debut against them. How old were you, by the way? I'm um, 18. Um, like I said, fortunately, we fielded first, so the nerves was, nerves was a bit better when it was out turned to bat. But before I went in, um, Lefty Adams told me, "My they're going to have a full go at you, mm. just remain calm and just take your time and relax. Um, Fortunately, my teammate at United was um, Faisal Ibrahim and he batted with me and as I walked in he said to me, don't worry, you just take the singles, I'll sort them out. And as I took my guard, Vincent Barnes, long hair on his shoulders, Mm. playing for Transvaal obviously at that time, he walked up to me and he said to me, Uh. you lady, I'm going to kill you today. Now you can remember, no helmet, Uh. no arm guard, (laughs) just gloves and and your pads and your box. And I didn't say anything to him, but he bowled three or four bounces in a row. That that, that time, you could still bowl your or your your bounces as, as you wish. I just made sure at the end of the day, he didn't get my wicket. <laughs> and I scored 34 on that day.
0: And that's a match you guys won, by the way. You didn't bat
1: in the second innings. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it must be a huge honor making your
1: debut for Province, uh, Marnie It was uh, exactly that. It's a huge honor, especially like I said earlier, father, grandfather, uncle from both sides playing, both sides playing for Western Province. Um, I, I remember now, um, my father's father. His name is also Ismail. They call him. Myla Roth Piadin, He played with Shukri Conrad's grandfather, and he called, they called him Koki Conrad. And then my father played with Shukri's dad, Dadiki Conrad. And then I played with Shukri in the mm. province team. So for three generations, just wow. cricket, cricket, cricket.
0: Fantastic. Let's look at some of your stats now. 26 matches uh, for province. 1,003 runs, 200s. Highest score of?
1: 142 against okay. Natal Yoti. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> At UWC in November 1990. So making that 142 also must have been a huge honor. But there's a story behind that as well. Uh, please share that story with us because I believe you fell a few runs short of a record.
1: Yeah, the record in um, Western Province is 145. It's uh, still held by um, Buddha Diki Sadiq Conrad, Shukri Conrad III. And then when I was on 142, I tried to play a leg lunge and the pole, hit my thigh pad, and the umpire gave me an RBW. I probably stood there for about <laughs> half an hour. I didn't want to move because I knew that was the record and I'm about to break it. Anyway that is I suppose that's how the work the game works.
0: They had to drag you off the field <laughs> <you> if <did>. they <laughs> let's let's listen to some of your memories for as a province player. Share some of those highlights. Because Province yeah. dominated uh Howard Bowl yeah. cricket. I think from the time you made your debut, they won about the last five, five. or six seasons. And uh and you played with some top top players, you know, of the best, you know, some many of them would have easily played with uh, for South Africa at they had equal opportunities. What was it like? Share some of those highlights, uh, Yeah, with just
1: us. just to walk next to the guys that were in the team already when you got there, that was already a privilege for me. You look at the guy like Serrat Gabriels, Stuart Hendricks, like I said earlier, Faisal Ibrahim, um, Mansoor Abdullah, probably the most technically correct batter I've ever seen. Mm. And we had um, MZ Ali also. He still used to bat with um, gloves that, were, um, that had the dimples on it. Yeah, they that had the darn on he, it, he, yes. He never changed. He used <laughs> that gloves until he retired. And then obviously the great um, Saeed Majid, who was just a, a, a formidable leader, batting, bowling, fielding, and always playing with a jersey. It could have been 40 or 50 uh-huh. degrees. He's wearing the jersey. The province jersey. The province jersey. Yeah. And that bat was, uh, just to put it there where your heart is, was amazing. Good memories. Um, Like you said earlier, I scored 142 against against Natal um, at UWC. Um, I was involved with Nazim White in a partnership of over 200, I Mm. think. Also against Natal, unfortunately. You you guys
0: (laughs) took advantage over (laughs) by former province, there, uh, (laughs) Miley.
1: Yeah, the thing is, uh, when we played, especially in Durban, the wickets was always awesome wickets and the outfield was brilliant and then as as western province we made sure we only won a bad one yeah so we win the toss we score three or four hundred and then we pulled Natal out twice.
0: And, of course, you had the attack to do that. right? <laughs> yeah. you, ha- you guys had a brilliant attack. Just uh, Vinny Barnes' record on itself, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, like, you mentioned some of the players, and I've got it down here, side Majid, Vinny Barnes, Siraj Gabriels, Mansur Abdullah. We heard a lot about him, how technically correct he is. So, you know, you guys really dominated. But there must also be, have been some players from the other provinces that you had battles with or battled against. Has anyone come to mind?
1: Uh, I think the, the first one that springs to mind was a guy called Andre Peters. Mm. He played for Eastern, Eastern Province. province. Yeah. He's now in Australia, mm. I think. And obviously, Harun um, Logat, mm-hmm. very competitive. And um, my friend, I think he's also passed on now, um, Judge by Muhammad Judge by. He played for Transvaal. Well. Mm. Awesome cricketer, great batsman was as well. Um, Bowling was challenging. Was obviously Jack Manak, for that height of his. Mm. Uh, he, Put you off, and then they had a guy, Neil Edwards. Mm. And um, for EP, there was a guy called um, Mali. He came from Zwede in the Eastern Cape. Tall guy, opening bowler. I'll never forget him, yeah. And then locally, obviously, there was a lot, a lot of top, top cricketers here. What made it so challenging for us here in Cape Town was you don't only play against two great cricketers in that opponent. Team or the opposing side, mm. they have four, five, six great cricketers in that team, and that was the challenge for us.
0: And, of course, you know, the cherry on the top would be gaining selection for the end of season. They would pick the best sack, B-11. I think you gained selection for those uh, teams twice, 1988, and in the last ever non-racial team before unification. So that was like representing your country, being selected for South Africa, although it was under the South African cricket board banner. But that must be, must have been huge as well.
1: Yeah, obviously, uh, when you play in cricket or for that matter, any sport, You want to compete against the best, and then you want to see if you can make it to represent your country. Yes, I did get selected for the Sagby team, but the unfortunate part was you didn't play against Australia or England or something like that. But I'm very, very proud of the the fact that I could make it into that team twice, Um, especially the last game before Unity 1992. We played at the um, famous border, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Park, Park, yes. Mm. I think I scored uh, 60-odd the Friday night and then uh, 80-odd the Sunday, if I'm correct, <laughs> 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 In every Yeah. Year. Yeah, but um But for, for me, that was a very special occasion because before the game, the, the ANC guys came onto the field, um, I think Swetter. it was Steve Twete, yes. Walter Sasulu and mm. those guys. That was uh, that was really, for me, something to um, never, ever forget.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, if I can ask you, can you remember some of the, the, the team, that team that you played in, the 11
1: um, Our team, um, Imran Munchi.
0: Let's mm. um, s- test your memory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Imran Munchi is um, Serat Gabriel. Uh, no. No, no, not no. Sorry, I'm Saeed Majid. Yes, he was a captain. He was a captain, yeah. yes. And Faik Davis, Nazim White. Yeah. Oh. Vinny Barnes. Vinny Barnes, obviously, yes.
0: Andre, um, Andre Peters, you Peters, mentioned.
1: Yes. Harun Logat. Harun Logat.
0: Um, Kaya, Kaya Matjola. Yeah. spinner. And, uh... Abdullah Manak, Jack Manak, Yasin Beg, and of course yourself, Hussein Manak was the 12th man. 12th man, man, yeah. Now, absolutely, that's brilliant. You played in the team that won the last five editions of the Hawa Bowl. That must be special as well in that province team that really dominated.
1: Yeah, um, you talk about special. um, If you play with people who are special, then obviously you're going (laughs) to achieve special (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Yeah, We we, we had that attitude where we said that we never go down without a fight. Whether it be we need to defend 120, we still believe we could do it. And I think that was what made us so special.
0: What made the province team stand out? I mean, look, in SACP, there weren't many teams. In the end, it was Western Province, Trojans, Wall-Eastern Province, and until, until. the four, four teams. teams. Yeah. But what made province stand out against the other teams?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think was like I said earlier, that just that sheer determination. We want to be the best. And in order for you to be the best, you put in the hard yards. I mean, I, I take it for myself. I came from Stalobos. I practiced at the Clean Point Track on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And from Stalobos again on a Wednesday, I practiced with the Provence team. And that was a total commitment of everybody in that team. You didn't come there to make fun or make jokes. You came there to achieve something. And I think, like you said, we won five. Uh, the the mm. last five years, we won uh, the um, Hawa Bowl. Yeah.
0: Post unification, Miley, did you uh, continue in terms of playing first class, or was it just club cricket that you had to, uh, yeah, stick um, to?
1: That's <laughs> a, a tricky question. Um, Post unification, um, I got selected in one game for a president eleven against an invitational eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, uh, Paul Adams, Russell Gibbs, Randeep Munich, We were all in one team, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I can't remember the other team. But I think that is where it stopped. Um, at Unity, they selected two squads and um, we practiced at um, Pineland High School. I can still remember that day. So because I, w- I was working at the time, um, I had to leave my job early, mm-hmm. 3 o'clock from Paul, to get to Pineland High at 5 o'clock. Sitting in the traffic and you thinking, this is my first night, I'm going to practice with everybody like in yeah. one squad. So now you sit there and you wait for your chance to get the opportunity to go into the nets and express yourself, and you don't get the chance. How disappointing. And unfortunately, being me, I never went back, and I decided just to focus on um, club cricket.
0: Yeah, look, up I hear what you're saying. And many, many players I'm talking about, uh, for players from KZM that played for Natal, and a lot of them were forced to retire mm. at an early age because of the same thing, not being given an opportunity because you thought unification was coming you're gonna get a chance but never really got a chance in Mm. terms of players a lot of players lost out and they were forced to to retire at very at a very young age Mm. Uh, are there any regrets knowing that you know like many other sportsmen and women uh, who could have possibly played at a higher level you never really got a chance
1: yeah i think for me the one that i get it though is um, i never had got the opportunity to play overseas not even for one year, go to England maybe. Mm. The only time I went overseas was when I played at Robben Island. I played two games at uh, Robben Island. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that qualifies as overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it was Montrose's 30th year anniversary, wow. and they organized a game there. And then um, Professor Urdendal organized for United also on a Sunday, and then we played cricket there as well, yeah.
0: That must have been a great experience to play at awesome. Robben Island. Awesome. We first take
1: you on a tour, uh. and then we played cricket. Wow, that was brilliant.
0: Now, obviously uh, Cricket South Africa, you know, handed a lot of the green blazers to sportsmen, I mean cricketers, I think Saru rugby players and stuff for their contribution to cricket and you were one of the ones that received that green blazer for your contribution to the sport.
1: What does that mean to you? Yeah, it It means a hell of a lot to me, sorry for the word. But it, means, it really meant a lot to me, especially at the time when they informed me that we were going to get the green blazer. Yes, some, of, some people out there still said, no, it's not right. Why are you taking the blazers? But we felt it was right to take the blazer because we deserved it. It's not because um, we didn't do something about it. We couldn't do anything about the situation at mm-hmm. that point in time. So, yeah, when they called out my name at Newlands, um, I think it was during lunchtime at uh, tested Newlands, and they called us up to come get our blazes. It was really emotional for me. I'm sure it was. A proud moment. Sure. Uh,
0: At what age did you decide to finally call it quits now? You know, you had your province days, post-unification didn't work out. You played club cricket and said, now enough is enough. I need to hang up my cricket bat and my spikes.
1: Yeah, at the young and tender age of 36, I decided um, I've had enough now. I spent over 20 years playing first team cricket mm. and I think um, that was enough.
0: And yeah. was it coaching immediately after that that you went into?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I you said didn't have I'm a choice. Take, I said I'm going to take a break, but immediately after that I went into coaching. I became a manager of the first team at United. Um, we even won the double um, with Dane Patterson in our mm. team. So yeah, um, up until now, still I'm still involved. I'm still... Doing whatever I can to assist youngsters out there.
0: So what role do you play now at United in terms of your coaching roles?
1: Um, in terms of my coaching roles, um, United Cricket Club has just appointed um, Shaheen Khan as player coach. So I will be his assistant this season, slash manager. And then um, pre-season, I started with the pre-season already when he wasn't available yet. So um, as go for going forward, I'll probably just remain the assistant yeah, and a ma- manager for the team.
0: Fantastic. Just go on to 9 We're going to take a quick ad break and we come back. OK, I'm told we can continue for another five minutes. Uh, United Cricket Club, obviously, the season hasn't started yet, Miley. So um, you guys are busy doing a pre-season, I believe. How's that going?
1: Yeah, obviously, with um, our friend COVID-19 being around, it's been very challenging for everybody. We started training mid-September, and then we received a letter from Western Province that we needed to stop, and they are going to send out a team to sanitise the field and nets. Um, eventually, that happened, and then we could start again with the preseason. season um, Unfortunately, the numbers wasn't really there yet. We were getting about 10 to 13 players at practice max. But um, we're happy with that. We're probably the numbers will increase. I think everybody is just worried about the COVID.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, United, in what division are they currently at at the moment? Are they still in the Premier League? Or yeah, we're still in the Premier
1: League. The, the 1B division, though.
0: And how many teams altogether does United have at the moment?
1: Um, currently, we have four teams, four mm. senior teams.
0: Fantastic, And in terms of players, any uh, Cobras, uh, I mean, uh, Cobras players in the squad or any uh, top players that we can that is coming under your wings, Miley Viardin's <laughs> wings, that we can uh, look forward to might be names for the future or anything like that?
1: Uh, well, well uh, what I can share with you is that um, our one player actually left the season for Mapumalanga. He's playing in the amateur team. and got a contract there, um, Kieran Kenny. And then... Um, we're busy working on the others now to make sure that they can make it in certain different divisions, of course, yes, age groups as well.
0: And obviously, you know, as you said, it's COVID and, and teams are battling there to, to raise funds and stuff like that. So if anybody out there wants to contact uh, United Cricket Club to help them in any way, who can they contact? How can they get hold of you guys uh, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, um, thanks for that question. Um, we actually started an uh, old boys club now. And um, if anyone is interested in joining us, or they can just WhatsApp me on 78 And then um, I can also give you another gentleman's number. Mm. You won't mind, I'm sure. That's Adi Dolly.
0: That's not a problem at all. I'm just going to repeat your number while you're getting that. It's Ismail Beardin, 78 So anyone wanting to get in contact with uh, Miley regarding United Cricket Club, more than welcome to contact
1: him. And the other number is? And the other one is Hadi Dolly, 73
0: Fantastic. And then you're talking about the uh, old boys club. Is that the over-50s you guys want to start?
1: What's the old boys club? Uh, Actually, what we're trying to do now is to get the old boys together, all ex-players or members, just to get them together and to make sure that after, obviously, COVID, we're trying to get them to come to the field, to come watch a a couple of games with us and just share maybe a a Saturday afternoon with the boys and reminisce about the good times.
0: Now, we're just talking off uh, off earlier on and we're talking about the over-50 league and I saw that smile on your face again. (laughs) That, uh, but just a pity that United doesn't have a team there. Maybe you're thinking of uh, uh, dusting those uh, cobwebs from your kit and uh, starting again. You, would that be something you'd consider?
1: Yeah, maybe um, I can use um, the Voice of the Cape now as a platform to invite maybe of our ex-players and the old boys especially if they are interested in, in starting the team again, the over 50s.
0: We can, we can re- <laughs> rekindle those rivalries, Miley, because I believe Montrose has got a team. And Primrose has got a
1: team as well. That's good. So
0: United need to come out with an over-50 team and, and start the
1: rivalry again. Yeah, I suppose so, but then um, we need to get the uh, medical sorted out as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Miley Biadin, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting to you this evening and to uh, to listen to some of your stories. As I said to you when I when I called you, it's, it's about sharing the stories, you know, and refreshing your memory. And I'm sure you would have heard a few things here that you would have forgotten about. Sure. Some of the players that you've played with against uh, some of your highlights, some of the memories. Uh, so that was fantastic. Just one question before we we do end. Um, you mentioned some of the players, and I, you know I'm a former Durbanite, KZ, and I, I I really need to you know. Although you guys used to whoop us left, right, and centre, <laughs> uh, there must have been some Natal players that uh, gave you guys. Can you hear you laughing in the background there. Some Natal players that gave you guys a hard time, Miley. Come on, at least give me one
1: name. Okay, I'll give you Jesse Chillin. Jesse Chillin, yeah, was a great good batsman. Great, great, great batsman. Fantastic. Um, just, yes. just before we close, I just need to share this with you guys. Um, over the years, United has obviously produced, like you said earlier, Provincial players and mm. Sagby players. I would like just maybe just to mention them. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And the years they played. Yeah. Um, the reps we we produced over the years, um, playing for, I'm talking about post-Apartheid now, post-Unity, sorry. Um, Faik Davids, 1992 to 99, Adanan Meyer, 91 to 96, Rashid Lewis, 98 to 99, Rashad Majid, 99 to 2005, Ihsan Damon, 98 to 99, Farhan Bihadin, 2004 to 2005, Muzaid Bihadin, 2010 2011, Munir Holmes, 2009 2010, Aziz Tamur, 2007 2010, Munir Abbas, 2008, Wissam Kiran, Two double two two o double one sorry twenty eleven. Kawsim Adams two double o eight. To current um, Tain Patterson two double o nine. Tain Pitt two double o nine. Muhammad Yasin Valley two double o nine. Current um, Warriors captain mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And then the Sagby players we produced over the years as my late father Talib Ibadin Malay, eleven uh, Mansour Abdullah Sekos eighty two eighty three. Um myself 87, 88, 19, 1990, 19, Faik Davids, 87, 88, 19, 19, 91. Gabriel, 86, 87. Uma Hindri, 1991-93, and Amin Jabbar 1982-1983.
0: Wow, definitely some household names there, both both under the SACB and the post-unity uh, uh, eras. Days. Ismail uh, Biadin, uh, thanks so much for accepting the invitation, and it was a brilliant chatting to you this evening. And all the best to you. Thank you for coming
1: through. Thank you for having me. And like I told you earlier before we started, I've never been this nervous. Even <laughs> the first time I faced Vinnie Barnes at the track, I wasn't this nervous. <laughs> assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum,
0: <laughs> assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, that was another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back from Monday to Friday on drive time for more sporting news from me. Firo you know Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum. My radio station, your radio station. Our radio station, the voice of the Cape.